Welcome to the Memory Facility. I'm Anthony Bernary. And I'm John Deck. Now, normally, each week we would be malting, mashing, fermenting, and distilling our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. That's right. But this week, like we mentioned last week, this is a special episode in the series we've dubbed The Tasting Room. We've decided to dedicate this episode to answering questions from our audience. Uh, you, guys, uh, you guys have sent some pretty good questions in and we haven't really had a chance to address them yet on prior episodes so we figured let's jump in and do it in just one little condensed episode yeah and this will be fun i think we can do this as a series as time goes on and we really dive into all these different movies we're not always going to have time to answer specific questions about what we missed or what's there and instead of trying to address them at the beginning of each episode we just want to keep everything all consistent uh, and just handle things in this way. So the tasting room is where we're at. I think we should just jump in and read the first question. This one comes from Tim. Thank you, Tim. Uh, Tim asks, how did you come up with the idea for the show? Well, that's a good question. I think, now this is going to probably floor some people, but Anthony and I both like movies. <gasps> I know, it's crazy, but it's just so crazy it might be true. And it turns <laughs> out that Anthony and I have known each other other for a number of years and i think we kind of bonded over like quoting a lot of different movies and tv shows and it was just this central theme that kept coming up and so when we were just we've been tossing around the idea of getting into a podcast for a while and and this is just like two years i think right yeah yeah it's like we keep we keep saying what's that hook what are we really going to get into and we've danced around this topic for a while never quite nailed it down um until anthony just was like okay so here here's the hook you know like what if we really think about you know, all these, you know, movies that are, you know, supposedly so great in our heads are always quoting and remembering as being these awesome things we watch when we're younger. And we just watch them again and see if they're actually still good. And I was like, that's it. That's what we want. So it wasn't a big, complex uh, route. It was a long journey getting here. But at the moment, it was just like a snap. Here's the idea. And we just decided to dive in. I don't know. I think that kind of it's a pretty simple question. You think that answers it? Yeah, I think so. Let's keep things rolling. I like this rhythm. The high energy, lots of excitement. Um, I'm going to read the next question from Jamie. And and actually, it's like two different questions, but I'm just going to combine them together because it's, it's really tied together. Uh, um, and then he or she asks, uh, how do we choose the films we're going to watch? And uh, what movies can we look forward to you guys doing? So lately, the films that we've been choosing... Uh, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. So when we first came up with this idea, we said, all right, well, let's make a, a list, sort of a not, not entirely comprehensive, but let's get a good list going of, you know, what movies do we really, really love growing up? And what movies would we do we think would work uh, on this show? So we put together a long, 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 long <laughs> list, uh, like three pages worth of movies. And yeah, we were at about about 200 or so, I think. Yeah, that that's that's about right. So we just, you know, said, okay, now out of these, which are sort of the most important, and that's when we kind of jumped in and and really dug deep and started kind of corresponding what we had on the list with what's available to stream, because that's sort of how we do everything now, right? Like, 
Hulu and Netflix and Amazon and stuff like that. So uh, we started digging in and we found Jaws and Stripes and stuff like that. And so that's really how we pick movies is, oh, what's available to stream right now? We kind of go like maybe three or four weeks out uh, as far as the schedule goes. So like to answer that second question, we have GoldenEye coming up next week. Uh, we have Jumanji, Jumanji coming up yeah. after that. So I mean, that, that these are movies that are available right now to stream on, on Netflix or on you know, another streaming service. So, yeah. And it's, and, and just to your point, like, I think it's equal parts us being lazy and wanting to take the easy route of just having a movie <laughs> available to just stream and have it accessible. Um, and, and we know a uh, little background, Anthony, and I, Anthony and I have both worked for Netflix uh, in the past. We know how things work there and, um, and licenses expire, things come off, you know, you guys know this perfectly well to see it you know there's a tv show you wanted to watch and all of a sudden it's gone and you didn't even know it um so we know you know jaws might not might not always be there these different movies you know water world you may not always find it online and it's going to vary and depend but in the moment at least when things are fresh and new we really like the idea of inviting you guys to jump in and watch with us when when you're able to or even if you want to watch it after we talked about it, hey do whatever you want um but having that kind of accessibility we just thought that would be a lot of fun and a good idea yeah, because we know you guys aren't going to all have this stuff on, you know, Laserdisc or VHS or whatever. So um, that that's for, for you kids out there. That's how we used to watch movies on VHS. I thought uh, you say we used to watch them on Laserdisc. No. <laughs> I've only watched one movie on Laserdisc, and that's because there was a kid I went to college with who got a Laserdisc player. And I got to watch Jurassic Park on Laserdisc, and it was really exciting. I watched uh, Spaceballs on Laserdisc because someone who I went to high school with, actually the person who asked the next question, uh, had a Laserdisc player and had Spaceballs. And so that's I think that's the one movie that I've watched on Laserdisc. Luke, you can correct me if you want uh, on Facebook. Uh, Facebook.com slash The Memory Distillery. Uh, speaking of Luke, his question is, uh, when are you doing Top Gun or Terminator 2? So, I mean, we mentioned before, uh, or just on this last question, like most of the stuff that we pick is stuff that's available for streaming. Now, obviously, John and I are going to have stuff that we have in our personal libraries. So yeah. uh, if that's if it's a case where you know our personal libraries line up and something else doesn't, but you guys really want to hear a movie, you know, hear us talk about a movie, let us know. I'll, I'll grab my Top Gun DVD. I'll grab Terminator 2 from, you know, if it's not a because I keep meaning to buy it because I don't have it on uh, on DVD or anything like that. Like I'll pick it up on, um, you know, Voodoo or whatever. <laughs> and we'll, we'll we'll do that. Now, tying uh, this back into the last question, I realize again, uh, when Jamie asked, how do we choose the films we're going to watch? Uh, one of the other things that, like, at least in my head, my original criteria was I, I set up an arbitrary number saying the movie's – I must have not watched it for at least 20 years. Like that's the benchmark I had in my head is my head was, you know, if 20 years have passed since I've watched it, that's been enough time for me to, you know, kind of say it's all nostalgia and not really accurate memory. Now there's some movies that some of you might come up with that it could be one of our favorite movies that we watch, you know, once a year without fail. And it's not that we're against doing those, but you know, they may be more like special episodes where we have guests come on and we really dive into it and have a slightly different format uh, than the whole like, what do you recall? Does it measure up? All that kind of stuff. Uh, Terminator 2 is one that 
I'd be down for. I think it's awesome. I absolutely thought it was a great movie. And I haven't seen it in a little while, but I mean, I think I have 95% of it ingrained into my memory. So, <laughs> I mean, it'd be an interesting take to really dive in and see what would come up with when it's a movie that we're very familiar with. Maybe we'll come up with some different ways to shake it up and have some different uh, spicy categories to add to the meatloaf of our words. That was a beautiful. I, yeah, that, that was, was a beautiful image. I'm really, really excited about that. I'm happy. Um, <laughs> but uh, so, so moving on uh, again, Luke. Thanks for for the question on that. Uh, we'll we, we've got things planned out for about a, a month and a half or, or so and beyond. But we'll we'll definitely look at uh, squeezing one of those two in as well as uh, some of your guys' other suggestions. Have I've seen some good. Uh, Good titles mentioned when we were talking online on Facebook about some of our favorite movies from when we were younger. A lot of really great suggestions. So look forward to some of those filtering their way into the show as well. Um, now, speaking of the memory distillery being our podcast, our name, I know a couple of people asked variations on the question of, you know, if it's the memory distillery, does that mean you guys are like drunk during the show? Like, what's your drink of choice? You know, what what's going on from that angle? Um I know most of you probably are assuming that Anthony has completely wasted every single episode, and I'll let Anthony address whether that's true or not. Uh, I drink. Period. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there no, you have I, it. Next I, question. No, and, I do have oh. a. I, I do tend to have a drink uh, when we're recording. Uh, usually, it's uh, a whiskey of some kind. Like right now, uh, I am drinking. Uh, Jameson Caskmates uh, Stout Edition, which is pretty tasty. Uh, usually, it'll be you know a bourbon or an Irish whiskey or something. Uh, John, do you usually have a drink when we record or no? You know, honestly, I don't. I, I like. I always like the idea of it, <laughs> and quite often I just I, I get caught up in stuff and I get all excited and ready to jump into to recording, and I don't even get myself properly. Well, I was going to say hydrated, but that's not the right verb. Um, I don't get myself alcoholized, which I think is the proper English word for that. Um, but I do. In- lubricated. We'll say lubricated. Yeah, we will, because that's not weird at all. Thank you. <laughs> um, but I, I will say that uh, I am kind of, a, generically speaking, I've been a Jameson's person uh, for a while. And not too long ago was introduced to the High West Distillery uh, in beautiful Utah. And I absolutely love their double rye as well as their campfire uh, whiskey. Like those are some of my favorites. And and when I can, um, you know, I don't I don't necessarily claim to be an expert at making this for myself yet, but I want to work on it. I'm a big fan of the Moscow Mule. That's probably one of my favorite mixed drinks. So um, that's that's kind of where I come from. What I like, but. Um, Maybe, you know, maybe just maybe you might get a little bit more of a positive attitude out of me if I, <laughs> if I get myself, uh, get my priorities straight and start sipping on a nice little drink while we're going through this. Drink while you're watching the movies. I was actually just drinking Campfire the other night. Oh, man, I might have actually liked Jaws if I had done that. <laughs> wow. Uh, by the way, if anybody uh, has an in with a distillery on how to get our own label, we'll uh, be happy to listen to that. <laughs> bottle of memory distillery whiskey we would be happy to do all sorts of things where we shame ourselves and prostrate before the corporate gods in order to uh get free drinks sent our way things like that lots Hell of yeah fun. all for it <laughs> uh cool so ryan 
uh, sent in this question. Thanks, Ryan. He asks, why doesn't Anthony have the same visceral reactions to the, uh, some films as John does? <laughs> I just like the question. I think that's funny. <laughs> Did you write this question? I uh, am not Ryan, obviously. Sure. So uh, I think to to better answer that question, it, it might be good to know why John has some of the visual reactions that he does. Ah, flipping the script. I like it. Um, I'd say, and I think Anthony kind of pointed this out or, or guessed at this not too long ago, and I think he might be right, um, that just for whatever reason, as as you know, we're talking about have the movies aged well? I think a good question can be: Can have we aged well? And I think that <laughs> perhaps on some levels, I've become far more critical uh, of the the movies and the films and the media that I that I take in. And I don't know if that's just because I'm just bitter and cynical on, on some levels uh, when it comes to what it is I'm experiencing, or my expectations are just unreasonably high. But for some reason. Uh, I really feel that over time, I'm looking for so much more out of what I'm watching, especially if it's supposed to be a critically amazing movie that's, you know, high quality, a wonderful thing. If I'm, you know, when we're watching Waterworld, my my expectations were not super high that it would be the best movie ever made, but my expectations were still that I'm just going to enjoy it, that it's going to be like a fun action movie that I could just lose myself in. And when I even those expectations aren't 100% met, then it, it's hard for me to to just kind of go along with saying, yeah, it was cool, I liked it. It's like, no, I just kind of <laughs> dive in and just let it have it because that just feels right to me. But on the other hand, when... Is, you know, spoiler alert if you haven't listened to her last episode, but with like Silence of the Lambs, it, it was just wonderful to be able to look at this film and to look at these performances and to be like, yes, absolutely. On all these levels, I don't even have to pretend for a second. I can just my entire critical mind that is, you know, looking for ways to point out what's wrong can just take a back seat to the part of me that just enjoys a good movie with good acting that just looks great. Um, so, yeah, so from my point of view, I feel uh, I still feel like, you know, my critical perception is just an amazing, wonderful thing for everyone to behold. But I know that might come across as <laughs> a little over the top at times when I want to dig into movies and point out why I think they're stupid. I think that for me, as I've as I've grown as a moviegoer and as a, a film lover, what I've tried to do is rather than saying, OK, this movie had some shitty parts, therefore it is shit. I, I, I try to isolate those those pieces and say, okay, yeah, you know, maybe the acting from this actor wasn't as as good as I had hoped or as good as I remembered it being. Uh, or maybe this scene was shot in a really weird way or maybe this film score, in the case of Jaws, uh, was off-putting. <clears throat> and sort of focus more on the parts that I really enjoyed and then saying, okay, of those, from those parts that I really enjoyed, does that make this a better movie than it would have been without them? And if the answer is yes, then for me, it's a good movie. And so I, I think that as we go on with this show and we watch more and more films, you're going to find me going, I mean, it wasn't terrible or, you know, it, it could have been better, but, so in other words, these your, parts were great. Your your whiskey tumbler is half full, 
whereas I'm looking for a reason to tear something apart if I feel it deserves it. There you go. Optimism, pessimism, light and dark, however you want to say it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, then I, I think one of the last questions we have, we have more questions, but I think we just kind of want to keep things nice and tight and, and thematic. And and if you've sent in a couple of questions that aren't answered now, um, they're more than certainly uh, likely to, to mesh right into the next time we do a tasting room. So don't worry about that. And, and you know, even if we're not advertising it yet, if you send in your questions to us via our uh, Gmail address, the memory distillery, dis- <laughs> one more time, <laughs> memory distillery at gmail.com, uh, we keep those on file. We, we track those and then we put them together when we do little uh, specials like this. Uh, but Sarah sent in uh, her question, which is of the films you guys have done so far, which has been your least favorite and why? Oh boy. <laughs> I mean, we've only done four of officially. those four uh, officially. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the, of those four, I think for me, and it's not because it was a bad film. It's just because I liked the others better. And I liked, I, I think I like talking about the others better. Um, I'm going to have to go with Waterworld. Yeah, damn it. Like, I really was hoping you would say one of the others so we could have, like, differing it, opinions. It, it was Waterworld or Stripes. <laughs> has us, I'll go with Stripes, since, since you clearly want to go with Waterworld. I was going to say Stripes, too. Shit. Man. No, um, yeah, I was going to say Waterworld, only because, again, of, of the limited picks. I think that one disappointed me the most. I was really kind of hoping that the fact that I really enjoyed it so much back in you know high school that like that meant that it was going to translate a bit more, and so the the disappointment that hung over that for me, where sure I found a few things to be enjoyable, but overall the movie itself was you know pretty unappealing, as opposed to something like Jaws where <laughs> I thought half the movie was boring and you know I never mind you know don't even feel like watching again, but the second half redeemed it enough. And was fun to talk about, so it was a good episode, and I enjoyed it. Whereas with Waterworld, man, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, boring and bad don't necessarily equate to each other. True. I mean, true. The, the acting was in the first half of Jaws. The acting was fine. Uh, the the story was was good. You know, so you it, say it, it led you up to <laughs> the the climax of the film. Yeah. So I I, I think that it, you definitely couldn't compare the two as far sure. as quality. So what about the stripes though? What 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 about that stuck out in a way that made you not necessarily love it? I think that my my biggest problem with stripes is how dated it is, mm-hmm. and how you, you sort of had to be living in 1981 to really enjoy and and fe- feel like the jokes were relevant. Uh, it it didn't it didn't age well. Except for that one John Candy line when they're getting on the bus. Oh yeah, and that line aged perfectly well. But sure. outside of that, yeah, because that, that's that's still how we refer to uh, to people in the flight service industry. Yeah, it's all it's, it's perfectly. There's no way you're going to shame me out of my love for that stupid line. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I hope that kind of answers that question. Um, we're we're going to have a, a growing library very quick, so this we might revisit this exact question in the future or another version of it. Um, but we really appreciate, in such short notice, you guys um, sending in a number of different questions. 
Um, one of the things on our end that we would really love from, from your perspective, those of you who have had a chance to listen to the Memory Distillery and who are uh, actively consider yourselves fans and want to hear more about what's going on, if you can, uh, listen on iTunes, jump in, rate and review the show. That really helps us out tremendously. Yeah, and also tell a friend. Uh, all of our advertising and it comes from word of mouth. Yeah, uh, People find out about the show from you. So the more that you tell a friend or a coworker, the more you get to share the love. Uh, I did want to also mention that next week uh, we have GoldenEye coming up. So if you want to talk about GoldenEye, because we're, we're going to do these tasting room shows every so often. But if you want to talk about a show or, or send in something about a show before we record it, Go ahead and do that too. Uh, the memory distillery at gmail.com or facebook.com slash the memory distillery. And uh, we will address those if they're relevant. Yeah. Goldeneye, the video game, Goldeneye, the movie, they're all tied together because the video game was based on the movie. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Or we'll see. <laughs> also, uh, we want to mention that the uh, music in our podcast comes from the song Destroying the Evidence by the band Semaphore. Go ahead and check them out. Uh, as I mentioned, you can email us with questions and comments and requests or just to say hi at the memory distillery at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash the memory distillery. What was that email address? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I think we got it nailed, but uh, from our house to yours, we're looking forward to many many more of these episodes and can't wait to share our thoughts on golden night with you cool well thanks again for listening i'm anthony Verneri, and i'm john back and this has been the memory distillery